I am Bill Courtright with Living Right with Bill Courtright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am Bill Courtright and I'm continuing with my solo episodes as I am on the road and we'll be back in time for tomorrow so David and I will connect, reconnect, and we will be doing our book study together. Um, so this week, our topic is faith. And today's Connection Thursday, we are going to have a discussion on connecting to faith. So yesterday, we discussed hope versus faith. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Now, to connect to faith, we must step out of fear. To step out of fear, we must practice connecting to the heart. This is the practices of the steps of stress mastery. These are what these steps are geared toward. The connection of faith comes down to two things, love and forgiveness. We connect to faith by practicing giving and receiving love in all our affairs, in family, with friends, in your community, and even with strangers. This is connection to faith. Connecting to faith is when you do not let the differences in your beliefs, your culture, or your color of your skin keep you apart from others. As we spoke yesterday, to be in faith, you must be flexible and see whatever disturbs you in neutrality. And then you must be willing to open a new book on your life and have that blank page. And you're beginning a new life with that blank page. Connection to faith can only take place in the heart. The heart holds you your purpose, your values, and the tools of the heart are gratitude and faith. To have connection to faith and the heart, we all must realize not only your truth, and this is important, but also the truth of others. You must look beyond appearances in your history. You must look beyond the stories Faith lies beyond the stories that we tell ourselves. To know truth and connect to faith, you must learn to look, not just with your eyes, but you must learn to look with your heart. When you look through your heart, you feel your friend's pain and confusion. As you let go and allow whatever is activated and what you feel, you become flexible in what you see. You become willing to turn the page. You then surrender and accept. This is faith. You feel compassion for the suffering before you. You see, you feel that your friend is trapped within their cage. Their programming, their stories are driving their life. Their belief systems are driving their behaviors. But yet, you can see, you can have empathy, 
You can see this before you. From this state of compassion, faith and love is born. And it's not the love story, but it's the love energy that comes from being connected to the heart. Not the love that wants to fix or change others. You have faith that they are in their own process of growth. Each of us are going through our own processes. This lifetime that we live, this world that we see, it's our school. And each of us has to go through our classes and has to graduate step by step by step. And when you can allow others to do that, you have faith that they are in their process. You don't judge them. You don't look down on, on them. You have faith that they're in their process of growth. Now, David made it very clear in his Millennial Monday podcast that he was talking about faith and he was not talking about religion when he was talking about faith. But since we are discussing connecting to faith, let me dare to travel into the subject. Those who follow the teachings of Stress Mastery understand there's a difference between believing in something and knowing something. Belief is a program in the head and will always have stories attached. Knowing is rooted in the present eternal now. No worries or doubts, which is fear. Knowing is in the heart and rooted in faith. So let's look at Christianity. From belief to faith. I'm choosing Christianity because this is my faith and practice. Being a Christian is not as easy as most Christians think. It means to be open to the possibility of your own Christhood. Jesus used his life to teach us two important things. Number one, the practices of being a Christian. And number two, to accept your potential to become one with God. Now, Jesus' lessons that he taught were quite simple. He taught to open your heart and mind to God's love and guidance. This process cannot take place through the ego. It's impossible to have mind and heart connected. And that's what he said. Jesus taught, open your heart and mind to God's love and guidance. And to have mind and heart connected, we must be present. There is no other way. Head, heart, and hand. We must release our stories and we must release our past and we have to learn to live in the now. So Jesus taught us the lessons to become one with God. He taught to stop finding fault with others and to look within at your own fears as they arise. So if you really look at his life, he was teaching us how to live. He taught that each of us must take responsibility for our own thoughts 
and feelings instead of projecting them onto others. He taught us to be honest with yourself and to be gentle with others. Jesus showed us this by the way he treated his own disciples. Even though he was well aware they would eventually betray him, he never judged. He never judged them. He knew they were going to betray him. They denied it. He knew it. Did he look at them any differently? No. You know, because Jesus understood that they have to walk their own path. They have to go to their own school. And they have to attend their own classes. And he was well aware that they would betray him. To be a true Christian, we must live from the heart. Your life is your teaching. And it's lived by your example. To be a true Christian is to live your life as Jesus did, through forgiveness. To live a Christian life, it's much more than getting baptized or going to church. It's to live each moment with loving deeds, not with harsh or unforgiving words. How many people who profess to be Christians live this way? Christianity, at its core, is a movement. That's what Jesus created. He was creating a movement, and that movement is a movement of forgiveness. How can anyone say that they truly are a Christian and not practice giving and receiving love without conditions? To be Christian is to live in faith. To know God is to live in faith. You say, I believe in God, yet you carry resentment. You're worried and anxious. You live in guilt. There's no faith in these energies. You can say, I believe in God, but you can never know God because you have God in your head as a belief, a concept, not in your heart as a knowing. If you are convinced that you or anyone else is evil or guilty, you cannot connect to faith. If your belief, if you believe you have all the answers, you will live in pride and the ego will rule your behavior. Jesus led by example. He was a man that overcame temptation. He was a man who was betrayed, yet he held no resentment. He was a man who experienced anger, yet he was not angry. He was a man that experienced fear, yet he was not fearful. Jesus and his story, I challenge any of my fellow Christians listening to this, and it doesn't matter what your faith is, Jesus and his story is the perfect blueprint to live our lives today. Jesus never put himself above others. It didn't matter if you were a king, a prostitute, a criminal, or a leper, or his closest family betraying him. He didn't put himself above them. 
To connect to faith is to follow his teachings. His life was his teaching. Not the dogma that has been built around it. Not the guilt that we are taught. If you really look and study, and study his life, because his life was his teaching. If you look at the Bible, you have different perceptions of his life. One author will say one thing about an event. The next author will completely say something different. It's all through the Bible. It's their perceptions. They did the best they could. But if you really look at the life he lived and focused on that, his teachings are not dogma. His teachings are amazing because they're a perfect blueprint to live and connect to faith. You have to understand your life is your teacher and you choose to live it. And when you choose to live your life, it becomes your teaching. So when people talk to me about their children, they want to help their children grow. I always tell them the same thing. No, first you have to grow. You can't ask a child to change their behavior if they received their behavior from your programming. You change your behavior. You raise yourself to another level and the child will naturally follow. Developing faith. We are taught not to worship idols, yet we put our religious figures on a pedestal. Jesus, Buddha, Moses, Lao Tzu, whoever. If we idolize, we fail. If we idolize, we fail to connect to the heart. We fail to see the true teachings of their lives. Not their words. It's their lives they lived. And this causes us to really start to ponder. Because when we create idols, even though we've been taught that that's what we must do, this causes us to look outside ourselves for peace, love, and God. And if you fail to see the innocence in yourself and others, you live life in your head instead of your heart. And if you live life in your head, you're always going to be stuck in your past. And your history is always going to define what you see now in this moment. You live life through the ego in desire, always believing if you get this or achieve that, then you will find happiness. If you live life through the ego, you will live in constant stress and constant fear, always worried. If you live life through the ego, you will be controlled by others and your mind will be in guilt, feeling guilty about what you did or what you not did or you're not worthy enough, I'm not good enough, I'm a sinner, I'm this, I'm that. All of this keeps us stuck, especially when we're stuck in guilt. The ego is anchored in guilt. The ego's world is where everyone in the ego's world, it's where everyone is made guilty. 
Everyone is made wrong. And for you to be saved, most teachings come down on you like a sledgehammer. To be saved, boom. Offering correction at best, condemnation at the worst. So Jesus never taught us that we were guilty. No matter what we have done, his teachings were to reveal the truth about ourselves. That God loved each of us, not just a select few. That was his whole mission. It's why he went into the synagogues. And it's why he disrupted what was happening. Because the way it was when Jesus started teaching, and he only taught for three years, the way things were was only a select few were the chosen ones. If you had disease or if you were, were outside the culture, you were not allowed to connect to God. I want you just to comprehend that for a second. Because that's deep. And so his life was about, he lived it though. He just didn't talk it. He didn't sit there and preach it. He was a living life example of connecting to faith and understanding that the Father and I are one. Connecting to faith is the practice of letting go and rediscovering your authentic self, our authentic self, our true being. Once you connect to faith, you will accept God's love for you and you will learn from your mistakes. You won't beat yourself up and you let the past release. You will no longer want to throw your life away. Forgiveness will replace evil and all its judgments. Forgiveness and compassion will be offered as we have courage to see the stories. We live in these stories and we think they're our identity and we believe that this identity is us. And there is nothing more disturbing then the first time you realize you don't know who the hell you are because you start to question that identity that you've lived in for so long. And as we step into neutrality and become flexible, as we become willing to turn a page and let the page be blank, as we surrender and release our history and live connected to faith, everything in your life begins to change. Letting go of programming that ties us to belief systems that creates behaviors that cause us to struggle each and every day. And he finds us, these belief systems are driving our behavior to fight life. Not only does it make sense to let this go, it's completely against our true nature to hold on to it. We are not here to suffer, although our stories tell us we are. Our challenge is a simple one. It's about connecting to the heart, to love, to faith, to our true self. How do we do this? How do we make this connection? Well, we do this by refusing to condemn ourselves. It starts with you. It starts with self-love. 
It starts you loving yourself. You got to be the most important person on the planet. And you got to take care of you raising yourself up. So we do this by refusing to condemn ourselves and we refuse to condemn our brothers and sisters. We do this by not judging, by not complaining, by not finding fault. We do this through heart and its tool of gratitude. We celebrate our relationships by feeling grateful for what they each bring us. We focus on what is there, not on what is missing or what is wrong. We live connected to faith by finding the good in our own lives. And we reinforce it, which gives us the ability to extend good to others. Until you can find the good in your life, you can't help others. Being a martyr will never move anybody to the next level because it's you that is in the lower levels. Connecting and living in faith is about focusing on truth. Being in faith changes our focus. Instead of focusing on the darkness, we can see the light. Instead of focusing on what is missing or what needs to be corrected, you focus on what is right, what is good. Not looking at the faults or weaknesses, but instead seeing the strengths to connect and to live in faith is what great sages have been teaching us for centuries. Jesus died for our sins. But I believe he died so we could become aware of our ability to forgive. Sin is missing the mark. Jesus died for our sins. Sin is being in a red zone. That's what's missing the mark. Why is sin being in the red zone and no stress energies? Because when you're in those stress energies, you are disconnected from God. That's the sin. Here's your disconnection. And what disconnects you? The ego and the stories. And so Jesus died for our sins. He did. But I believe he died so we could actually become aware of our ability to forgive. Because it's always about forgiveness. That is the Christian message. Forgive. And you've got to forgive yourself. His teachings are about becoming conscious of truth. And more importantly, living it. Not talking about it. Not just studying it. All that's just knowledge. You don't need more knowledge. You need to live it. You need action. It's not enough just to know his words. Words are easily forgotten throughout the day. How many go to church and then are cursing out the people during the week. Because we hear the words, but words are easily forgotten throughout the day. Words must become practice, and practice must then become spontaneous action. This is what we call a shift. When you create a shift in your life, this means that you are acting in higher energies and releasing the programs and letting go of those programs that bring you into lower energies, then what happens, you change your source, your vibratory source you live in. Nothing can rise higher than its source. When you change your source, then the words that became practice 
then the practice becomes spontaneous action, which means that's just the way you are. You forgive naturally. You act naturally. Jesus didn't have to think about not living in anger or living in fear. It was spontaneous. He may have become angry. He may have become fearful, which is he felt it. He allowed it. He released it. That's spontaneous. That's when a practice becomes spontaneous. Jesus taught forgiveness, not through his words, but through his actions. And most of us have neglected the fact that forgiveness cannot be offered to the world except through you. Fact. Forgiveness cannot be offered except through you. And you cannot offer it unless you have accepted it for yourself. So think about that. It's a fact. Forgiveness cannot be offered to the world except through you. You're the only one who can forgive. We see so much fighting going on, so much conflict. You just go on your social media. We have, a, we have an election coming up. We have you know, people fighting and, and, and really creating hate and anger. And it all comes down to, if you want change in the world, you got to change with you. It starts with you. And you have to get okay with you. And that means forgiveness. That means connection. You cannot offer anything in this world unless you have accepted it for yourself first. You can't offer love to the world unless you can love yourself first. You can't offer forgiveness unless you can forgive yourself first. You can't change the planet through force. We've been trying to change it through force since the beginning of time, since Cain and Abel. And we fail, and we fail, and we fail. And so, either we keep on doing the same thing, and please, if you're going to keep doing the same thing, don't expect different results. But if you could just learn to get in faith, faith, a complete trust or confidence in someone or something, everything will change. And this starts with you. So, I put the challenge out. And I know I went, for those that... Don't worry, it's, it's not a little religious episode, but I do not apologize for my, um, for my faith because my faith is really what has saved my life. I study the life of Christ very deeply, very, very deeply. And if you guys just look and pause for a second, how do you know when you're on the right path? People ask me all the time, how do I know? It's very simple. Do you feel peace? If you do not feel peace with your beliefs, then you need to get rid of those beliefs because your beliefs are driving your behavior. You say you believe something. Is it word or is it action? Faith, a complete trust or confidence in someone or something, and it all starts with you. That's it for today's show. Our mission is to create a shift in the planet. 
you can join us on this mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. Those links are right below the show. So tomorrow, we'll get back to our book study. I'm really enjoying it. I haven't read Wayne Dyer in a while, and I'm enjoying it. Wishes Fulfilled is the book. We are entering into chapter number two. This week, our topic was faith, and David picked the topic, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, next week, I get to pick the topic, and it's going to be on perception. And so we're going to have some fun again next week. For those in the, in the community, I will see you all tomorrow. We have a 3.30 Eastern Standard Time uh, live Q&A. We have all the coaches on. We are all there live to answer your questions. Any questions that you want to bring, bring them and we will answer them. And it's kind of neat and how all the group will interact. As always, until next time... Stay inspired.